and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here's your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today, we are going to have an experience with The Truth. Uh, the Truth is Jonathan Mitchell's uh, podcast. Uh, Jonathan is a seasoned radio producer, uh, composer, sound designer, uh, works for shows such as uh, This American Life, Radio Lab, Studio 360, all those sort of cutting-edge, uh, breakthrough NPR-type uh, programming. And he, uh, what brings him here, of course, is that he has uh, moved, put his powers towards the force of good radio drama. Um, he's been doing that since uh, 2012, maybe it was even 2011, he was working on his first piece, Moon Graffiti, which was a story about uh, what would have happened if uh, Apollo 11 had gone horribly, horribly wrong. Um, and he's since followed that up with something like 20 to 30 stories, so uh, which are all sort of short form, uh, punchy uh, you know, well-delivered little, little, little punches in the in the mouth, gut, eye, <laughs> whatever um, y- you can pull off. So, they, and, and quite a bit of diversity from um, his most recent accolade is the winner this year of this year's Mark Time Award for his piece Biological Clock, um, which we'll hear today. We'll also hear a piece called Voyager Found, which was part of his new collaboration with the Radiotopia Network. Voyager Found is a, a based on this the Long Shadow theme. Um, all the podcasts put out a, a show on a certain theme, um, and his was what would happen if uh, the Voyager uh, shuttle was found and the aliens were something like us. So uh, that's what we're going to hear today. And then afterwards, we actually have a, a whole half hour with Jonathan. We spoke to him on our terrestrial radio show on WMPG in Portland, Maine, and uh, we have that for you after this. And again, this is all from The Truth, thetruthpodcast.com, or search for it on iTunes or Stitcher. I specifically asked for the earliest appointment. I don't see how they can already be backed up if we're their first appointment. Should we just have sex on his desk? <laughs> and we'll get you pregnant right now. Okay. We won't even have to meet the doctor. <laughs> I wish. I wish it were that simple. God. The Truth. TheTruthPodcast.com Oh, look at that well of babies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Look at that. He, he must you know what have it means. hundreds of couples. It needs another space right in the center for another <laughs> Polaroid for the baby that is going to come out of you. Oh, oh. One second. Turn that off. I can't. It's Putin. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God, I think he's flirting with me on these texts. Oh, gosh, I hope so. I just need to get back to him right now. I'm, I am this close to organizing a concert to support the Chechen rebels at this point. This guy texts you way too much. Well, that's why you would support them. I support all rebels. <laughs> We should compile these stories for our future child. Yes. Daddy, tell me another story. Because <laughs> he's going to be an 1800s British <laughs> child. Tell me another story, oh, Mommy. Tell me about when Vladimir Putin I... trying to pick you up. Are we putting eggs in baskets? I'll, if, I, if I just there want... are some eggs <laughs> in a basket, I will fertilize I will, them. I will fertilize them. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to keep you both waiting. Well, that's totally fine. That happens. I have bad news. Oh, God. I'm afraid that you are infertile. Wait, um... Well, no, wait. Honey. Is it me? Um, no. No, actually, it's both of you. 
That's. I'm so sorry. I know how hard this must be. For past three years, that this is like all we've so been doing. So many recommendations to us and contradictory I gave up dairy information. And he gave up me. People have babies when they're in their 60s. I mean, in China or in Burma. 43 yeah. is not old. No, no, I know someone who is pregnant guys, right now. Guys, if I may, as hard as this is to take, sometimes the body just isn't able to have a baby. There, because if, because a donor, or I don't even know what the next step is to talk to a donor or surrogate. I or, really wish that there was something I could do for you, but I'm afraid that in your case, officially... There's nothing I can do. What does that mean, officially? What do do you mean, officially? Well, I mean that... All right. Before I go on to tell you more about this, um, I should warn you that this is not sanctioned by the FDA or the AMA. Uh, It's fine. I could lose my license. Forget them. We won't say a word. I'm speaking to you now. Not as a doctor. This is a person. That's fine. I'm a person too. You I'm, don't know how many people I have to tell that all the time. I am not a rock star. I'm a person. I do a lot of work with the Russians. I'm I'm perfectly fine doing something unconventional. Uh, what I'm about to propose may be even less conventional than you realize. What are you prepared to give up? This is because I'm a celebrity and... <laughs> It's going to be expensive. I've heard the spiel before. It's a special thing just for you, but it's very, very expensive. Uh, Just give us a number. Tell us the price. What the number is, we're willing to pay it. What do you need from us? What I'm offering you is an experimental procedure. It basically turns back your biological clock. Now, this doesn't come without certain sacrifices, but. um, But it works? If you trust me, I can lead you to a full term pregnancy. Okay. I feel like you should lead with that next time. <laughs> yes, 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 let's, let's. yes. The whole thing will be over in uh, just under an hour, though your perception of time passing may be um, distorted. You will experience some dryness of the mouth. That should be normal. Okay. Um, the two of you will be sitting together. And you may want to hold hands. I also recommend that uh, you speak together during the experience. Again, things in here may get a little bit on the disorienting side. Certain memories may be bleeding into one another. You may find yourselves getting a little bit confused. It may be nice just to have the grounded contact of the other person there. So feel free to talk. It won't interrupt the procedure at all. Okay. And you wake up with a slight tap when the two of you have come to a decision. What do you mean, come to a decision? You'll know when the time is right. However, once you make your decision, there's no turning back. Comfortable? Mm -hmm. Very. Yeah. Okay, everything ready? We're all ready, Doctor. Synchronized? All set. Good luck. I'd like you to count down for me backwards from ten. 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 Nine. Eight. Eight. Seven. Hey, I'm home. Hey, I'm in here. Oh, so tired. You look all right. Right. Is it going to be late nights every night yeah, this week? Yeah, I'm sorry. For will. this week or next week? I, or, I foreseeable don't know. future. Me too. I, I just got home a little bit ago. 
How's the album going? It is not finished. Apparently no one in this band wants the album to... The hell? Oh, the lights. All it's the not lights. just the lights. The power's out throughout the whole apartment. Here, look, the clocks are out. even a storm. Uh, you have you know what? Yeah, I'm going to call I got mine. the power company because I'm... I don't have any service. And my phone's not even turning on. What is that? What is that? Sounds like a baby. What's it doing now? Well, listen, listen, listen. It's not doing anything. It hasn't changed. What about now? It's nothing. Nothing. That's us. How do you know? It's doing exactly what it was doing three seconds ago. Oh Nothing. God. That's me? Don't you remember this? Kind of. It just I... needs to come out right. 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 What's right? Which is right? I mean, a minus, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Do you want it to be a plus? No. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not because it's me. What? That doesn't scare you that I'm... No. Of course not. I... There's no other person I want to have a baby with. Okay, that's, of course. We're 26. Yeah. Your band is just starting to take off. Mm -hmm. I might get sent to the Russian embassy next week. I mean, yeah. a baby would screw all of that up. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I just want to make sure that you're with me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you're totally right. Please, please, please let this be a minus. Yes, I second that. God. That's my... No, that's... Who's is that? My name's okay. Take it. Take it. What does the test say? It's take the call. Just take the call. What does the test say? It's a minus. Here. Oh, thank God. That's a minus, right? Hello? Yes, I can. Tuesday. Uh, I, I will be there <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what? Tuesday what? You'll be where? Uh, I'll be in Moscow. Oh, you call me? <laughs> what is, why are we, why did we just hear that? Wait, your phone. No, I don't have cell reception. It oh, must I be I don't yours. either. It's your phone. Yep, okay. Who is it? Unknown. Answer it. Hello? Have you decided? Who, wh what decision? There will be pluses and minuses if you choose to go back. But only minuses if you stay where you are. Okay, hello? What, who is that? I don't know. It said, uh, there will be pluses and minuses if you go back, but only minuses if you stay where you are. What does that even mean? There will be know. pluses like and minuses. Riddle. Wait a second. The doctor. This is we're in the doctor. We're still office. in the doctor's office. Let's give him a little more time. That was him. That was the doctor. We're in the hallucination. You're right. Oh my god. He was calling us, saying that thing, pluses and minuses. If you go back and a minus. Oh my god. It's the pregnancy tests. I don't. The pregnancy. Pluses and minuses. If we go back to that time. Go back to what? If we didn't pray for it to be minus, what if it were a plus? So are you saying go back in time and become 26 and live our whole lives over again? And have a baby. 
We go backwards to that? We go backwards to that. I don't... This, if this is the case, I don't want to do That's this. That's the biological clock. That's what's going back. Can you turn this off? Is that what you're asking us? To make that decision? Can you turn it off? I don't want to make that decision this turn way. Turn it off. Turn off the machine. I don't want to do this. You can't hear us. We're not I saying can't. anything. Turn it off. This is a turn really messed up my decision mouth, to make you... My mouth is not moving. Ah. I'm moving ah. I feel myself not moving my mouth. They can't hear us. Well, well, let's think this through. Pro-con list. Okay, wait a second. Pro, we go back in time. We're 26. We have a baby. 26? Okay, con. We go back in time, and we're 26. I mean, that's before everything. What if none of it happens to say? I certainly won't go on tour. I don't go to Russia, and if I don't go to Russia, I don't mean Dmitri. But that tour was everything. That was like an explosion. I don't have a career. No cover of Rolling Stone. No albums. We're 26. We're totally broke. Pro. We have a baby. We have our baby. If we stick with this minus, we know that it's going to be minus forever. So let's keep our lives and never have a baby. Go back before we got all this. We already know what happens if we say minus. It's not perfect. No, it's not. We have to decide. That's my. No, that's. Whose is that? It's my phone. It's mine. Take embassy. It. Take it. This what does it. the test say? It's take the call. Just take the call. What does the test say? Plus. Plus. It's a plus. Plus like we're having a baby? It's a plus. <laughs> Hello? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I can. Tuesday. Uh I, I will be there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a Tuesday what? You'll be where? Uh, I'll be in Moscow. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you just got sent to Russia? Yeah. And you're going? Yeah. And you have a... You're pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. Well, uh, I think I just felt a tap. The tap? It wasn't the kick. It was a, it, like a little tiny tap on my belly. This changes everything. It really does. How are we going to do this, Allie? I guess we'll find out. Biological Clock Performed by Tammy Sager and Ed Herbstman With Louis Kornfeld and Carrie Caston They're gone They're gone Huh Do you think it worked? I have no idea It was written by Ira Gamerman And developed collaboratively by The Truth With dialogue improvised by the actors Technically you and I shouldn't be here right now having this conversation Because they never came into the office Does that mean that we're now in a parallel timeline? 
What does that mean for us? Does that mean they're missing in this reality? Or does it mean that we're missing in their reality? Doctor, I'm confused. So am I. The music you're hearing right now is called Tomorrow Begins. It's by Richard Walters from his album Regret Less. And if you'd like to learn more about our podcast, you can visit our website, thetruthpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Truth Fiction. We should have them pay up front next time. Definitely have them pay up front. You know, we should promote that somehow. Maybe put that on our website, you know. We don't have a website. We don't have a website? If you're looking to start a website, Squarespace makes it very easy. Everything is drag and drop. It's design focused. They have really clean designs that transport well to mobile devices. And you can incorporate commerce really easily so you can start your own business online. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THETRUTH. That's T-H-E-T-R-U-T-H. It helps us out and it gives you 10% off your first purchase. Our associate producer on The Truth is Carrie Kasten. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. And this episode was supported in part by listeners just like you. Like Carson Anderson, who'd like to remind you that you have been listening to The Truth. Do you think they're happy now? They didn't ask for happiness. They asked for a baby. And that's what I gave them. I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost certain. And that was Biological Clock from The Truth, winner of the Mark Time Award 2013 for that show. Um, Followed up with Voyager Found. The Truth. Careful with God, him, okay? This is crazy. We should call him on We don't immediately. need to call any authorities, all right? Maybe it, the neighbors saw. The neighbors didn't see anything. Are we sure that it even fell on our land? No, it's definitely on our property. That's their giant fence. That's the beginning of their property. Okay. Something just fell from the sky. We just need to take a breath and look at it. Yeah, just relax. Be careful with it, okay? okay, okay don't put it on the okay, table. Let's put just, something down. Just take a breath. <sighs> look at it. It's beautiful. It's got to be made of some kind of glenite. It's... It's just so shiny. What are all these drawings on it? Are it etchings? Is it a language? Or is it just drawings? Maybe it's from some other country? I think this is from a different planet. Oh, come on. It could be. This looks like a map. This looks like a city. This looks like a map of the stars. Don't break it. I can't break it. It survived a fall from space. I'm not going to break it. We don't know that it came from space. I think this is aliens. (sighs) something inside this sleeve. Is this an audio recording? That looks like something we could play on a disc table. Do we still have our disc table? Yeah, it's in the guest room. You mean my office? It's an office if you do work in it. It's a guest room if my mother sleeps. Oh, here it is. It's not plugged in. Here, hold this. (coughs) I don't even know if it still works. Well, we'll find out. All right. It's too big. It's not going to fit. I think it's close enough. That hole is too big in the center. This thing is a chunk of metal. It's heavy. It'll weigh itself down. Hit the power. Okay. And three, two, one. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, an organization of 147 What language is that? 
who represent almost all of the human inhabitants of the planet Earth. No. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet. Well, I don't, we I don't know what this is. step out of our solar it's system a person. into the universe, seeking only peace and Maybe friendship. Maybe it's Bastanese. No, we no, know no, not even close. This is no language I have ever heard its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us, and it is with humility and hope that we take this step. You're close. Eugenis proteste chairete. It's a different person. That's another different... It's definitely... It's just Are they speaking like the same language? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's it's happening. All I don't different understand what's happening. It's all different languages. Who do you think made this? Is this some kind of hoax? We're just... We're getting a message from a large group of people. What, they, what would they have to say to us? Hello? Who says hello by dropping something connected to a big engine on somebody's lawn? Someone from a different planet? Yeah, who else? Who else would make this? You think the neighbors uh, made this, uh, Shalom. threw it over the fence? I don't know. See, you can make those sounds. Right, I mean, it's people. But wait, wait, something's... It doesn't sound like words, it just sounds like crying. It sounds like a beast, it doesn't sound like a person. That sounds ominous. It's terrifying. Is growing like that? Oh my god. Is it, is it a warning or a... Oh, what are they going to warn us about? That's an explosion. It's a war. There's a war coming. Another planet was destroyed. And they're looking for somewhere else to go? What's going on? Are they trying to attack us? Turn it off. I'm scared. What was that? I don't know. Maybe there's more on it. Maybe it, maybe it has some sort of instructions or something. Or Are supposed to understand this? Maybe they need help. Well, let's keep playing. The bubbles? Yeah, it's bubbles. Why would they put that after an explosion? <laughs> Are they threatening to turn us into bubbles? No. It sounds so much like rain, doesn't it? Oh, listen to that. What are they trying to tell us? This is a recording of another place. I mean, it started with those big explosions, and then, and then it sounded like bunch of different outside noises, but this sounds like... This is the beginning of life. Explosions, creation, weather, nature, now, life. That's pretty. Yeah, there's animals in there I've never heard. Oh, I like that one. Wow. I just want to know why they're contacting us. There's got to be a reason. Maybe something's wrong, or, or, or there's, they're trying to warn us. They just want us to know that they're there. They're just 
trying to tell us the story of them as best they can with their language and with sounds. If I were them, I'd send millions of these in every direction throughout the universe. But and then why haven't we ever heard of this before? We've because never what are the chances? This, this could be from millions, billions of light years away, and the chances of them hitting not only our planet but any planet are minuscule. They could be gone. This could be millions of years old. They could have been destroyed. That's so sad. That sounds like us. Wait, let's stop the stop the recording. What are we gonna do about this? It's gonna change everything. It's like we're not alone. It's not like that. That's what it is. We thought we were the center of of the universe, and we're not. There are whole other worlds out there. Every single religion is wrong. I think they'll find a way to justify. Everyone's got to hear this. You just call the authorities. The authorities are going to hide this. They're going to bury it. Of course they do. Of course they do. Who knows if this was even the first time we've been contacted? We've got to tell people about this. Yeah. Yeah. Just see what else we got. Okay. Music. It's definitely music, but I've never heard that before. This is a this is a like a birthday song. A celebration, I would say. Yeah. Celebration. Skip ahead. Let's see if there's another one. Yeah. Hey, this is something else. It sounds like they're praying. This feels more spiritual. Yeah. This sounds like a cry to the heavens. I mean, that's what this disc is. It it's is a, a cry to it's the a heavens. It's a cry to the heavens. Right? Yeah. I mean, they sent this out into their heavens. It landed on us. Oh, God. Is that depressing? God, it's so different. Maybe he's in love. This is a passionate love song. Maybe. A male mating dance. Yeah. A day. Uh, uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> I can't even wrap my brain around this one. How'd they get all these different things in one place? They could have recorded it in different places. We'd probably have a war over what to put on one of these things. <laughs> Right? They debated for a year. and Right, and then they ended up putting something on there that nobody likes. And it would be full of disclaimers. They must have really figured something out. Maybe they're all happy. This is mesmerizing. Nobody fights. You know, war. Maybe they're trying to tell us they figured it out. What did they figure out? How to be happy together. Maybe they're trying to tell us that that we can be like them. 
Maybe they're missionaries. Just telling us to relax. Yeah, I mean, I feel relaxed. Maybe they share everything. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe they don't have, like, walls, you know? Yeah. I bet they know their neighbors. I do picture them all outside. Right? Don't you picture them all outside in robes? Yeah. Just playing with each other's hair? Well, do they have hair? <laughs> we should make one. A recording? Yeah, let's make a recording. For who? For the aliens? I don't know, just for for us. What would we say? If we had to send this to, to aliens, what would we say about ourselves? Well, I'd record your snoring. <laughs> if they haven't already heard it. I'd record your tisk. Yeah. Let's make one. How are we going to get it to the aliens? We'll send it to the neighbors. Oh, they're going to think we're so weird. We'll throw it over the fence. They'll call the monitors. Are we doing anything illegal? No. <laughs> Technically, it's a gift. How could it make our relationship with them any worse than it is now? All right. Get, get the recorder. Okay. All right. Do you know what you're going to say? No. Okay, me neither. Say hello. Okay, ready? One, two... Hello. Greetings. This is Dawn. And this is Tad. And we are uh, your neighbors. And we know nothing about you. But we'd like to tell you about us. My favorite time of day is the morning, before anyone else has woken up. And my favorite time is at night, after Tad falls asleep. And I guess we like to be by ourselves. We do, but near the other Voyager Found was performed by Chet Siegel and Peter McNerney. And uh, when I open my mouth first thing in the morning, my uh, my, my jaw, jaw clicks. clicks. Yeah, here it is. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, the sounds they heard in the story came from the actual recordings from the gold record that was attached to Voyager 1 and 2 when they were launched in 1977. And in 2012, Voyager 1 became the first man-made object to enter interstellar space. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, we have a website, thetruthpodcast.com. The Truth is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX. It's a collection of the best story-driven, creative, cutting-edge radio shows on Earth. And you can help support us at radiotopia.fm. All this week, the podcast of Radiotopia are trying something new. We're taking on a single theme... That theme is The Long Shadow. Like this story from Love and Radio, it's about an actual real-life woman. This is a real person who has long-term plans for space travel. I think there are probably a lot of things that I'll miss. My family and pizza and beer especially. If nobody's actually read about it or like looked at the website, I think it kind of sounds crazy. I think most people think that I'm like getting sucked into some weird cult. All week long, it's The Long Shadow at radiotopia.fm. Radiotopia from PRX is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and our launch sponsor, MailChimp, who celebrate creativity, chaos, and teamwork. Our associate producer is Carrie Caston. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing the truth. And this is what I sound like when I'm tired. <sighs> and this is what we sound like when we're crazy. <laughs> Radiotopia from PRX. 
And that was Voyager Found, another show from The Truth Podcast by Jonathan Mitchell. Uh, we're joined by Jonathan Mitchell here on Radio Drum Revival. Uh, enjoy. Uh, Jonathan Mitchell, welcome to Radio Drum Revival. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, as I mentioned, we have talked to you a couple times, and I forget exactly everything we, we cover. But um, mm-hmm. as I recall, well, one thing that's definitely happened is that the truth has grown a lot um, since the last time we spoke. Do you just want to talk uh, briefly, kind of like a recap of, of some of the, you know, say the last year or so, what you've been up to? Sure. Uh, well, we um, we joined Radiotopia uh, starting in uh, February, which is a, um, a sort of a podcast network, an indie um, uh, network of shows uh, that includes 99% Invisible, um, Love and Radio, uh, Theory of Everything, Fugitive Waves, Radio Diaries, and um, Strangers. And uh, they're all really great shows. They're all um, sort of public radio storytelling based shows. Um, and um, we're the one sort of radio drama entry into that lineup. Yeah, and so representing us well. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, and so we've been uh, a part of that, uh, and it's really um, helped build our audience. And um, we um, just won um, a Goldmark Time Award that we're we're uh, really excited about. We're going to be in Minnesota um, next week to pick that up. Awesome. And. Um, and we're taking a, a brief hiatus this summer to uh, write some more stories, produce a bunch of stuff, uh, uh, and refresh our batteries. And we're going to start season three in the fall in September. All right. So and so season two, I, I want to talk a bit more about Radiotopia in a moment. But um, season two, I remember you had a, a, a pretty successful fundraising campaign, uh, sort of the digital equivalent of the NPR thing, where you're you know going on your podcast and asking for for uh, help. Uh, I think was it was it actually through Kickstarter, but at any rate, you successfully fundraised your money for your next season. Um, and what series of shows was was are those all out now? Basically, that round of shows. Yeah, we we raised thirty thousand uh, dollars from our fundraiser, and so we used that money to pay our writers and actors. Um, and um, it gave us. Uh, we were hoping to make ten stories with the money. We actually have made closer to twenty. Wow. Um, and we still have a little bit of money left over, so it's going to roll into our next season of stories as well. Awesome. Um, great. Well, and so talk about your, your story making process, because uh, I know. You know, when we first started talking, when you did uh, Moon Graffiti, you know, you were just sort of starting to get in your head, like, what you wanted this sort of sound to to be like, to be this sort of, uh, I guess, impro- improvised, but there's, you know, there's structure to it, but there's a, also a sense that the, the actors are experimenting and moving through space, um, and that the, the pieces are sort of very fast-paced and, and moving. Do you feel you've, you've accomplished that, or are you still exploring? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever feel like I accomplished what I want, what <laughs> yeah. I want to hear. You know, um, I, you know, you have these ideas about in your head about what you want to hear, and and it's it's just sort of trying to get there. The the, it's it's always an attempt. You know, and and um, I mean, some some stories I like better than others, but um, I really w- like the idea of doing um, uh, a really have taking a really cinematic approach to audio storytelling and making stories that sound like they might be movies. Just, you're not, you're just, you're just not looking at the pictures, right. you know? And, um, I like, I like putting listeners in the position of, um, not even thinking about the fact that they're just listening to something, you know, I want them to be really engaged and, and, and surrounded by the story and, um, and just be thinking about the story and what happens next and really wanting to know what happens next. Yeah. And and so what I mean you do have a pretty diverse 
amount of things. Like I'm looking at like you know sweets for the cheat. This you know radio shock jock thing turned wrong. You have some real uh, sci-fi fantasy sort of stuff, which is you know what you won the uh, award for the the Mark Time. Um, you know biological clock is it it's science fiction. It's not like spaceships and things, but there's a, a you know I, I maybe that uh, you know pushing the the boundaries of what is possible in the world. There's some uh, real spooky stuff. Uh, so. You know, there's a real diversity in the kinds of stories that you do. Is that driven, uh, you know, how much do you write? How much are other writers coming to you with ideas? How do you, you know, uh, do, are, you, are you intentionally, I guess, uh, you know, shooting for all these different uh, kinds of stories? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I mean, I'm um, involved in the writing of all the stories, but we, um, but different writers take um, charge of, of the writing process. So I've, I've written, you know, maybe five or six of them, um, maybe seven. And, um, and then we have, uh, I have a group of writers I meet with every week. There's, uh, five or six of us. And, um, at, at any given point in time, everyone's working on a story. And so we try to just have enough stories going on that we always have something ready for the next episode. Mm-hmm. But, um, in terms of, um, uh, content and style, you know, it's, it's, I'm interested in, in hearing lots of different things. I'm not just a sci-fi buff or, um, you know, a fantasy person or any of those things. I mean, I really enjoy hearing lots of different stories just in my daily life. And so it's really just a question of, um, of us following our interests and, um, and whatever stories happen to occur at, to us, you know, as being a, an interesting avenue to go down, you know, that's what we want to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and one thing I think... Um, that you're doing maybe as well as anyone is picking stories that are uniquely, you know, audio in, in nature. Um, thinking, was it Tape Delay was the piece that you had played on This American Life? That's correct, uh, yeah. I, I, well, and yeah, and I'm also thinking about the one where the, the voices in your head won. These yeah, that's called are, you're, you're Not Alone. Yeah, these are, they're stories where those, if they were a film, you, you, would, you wouldn't quite be right. You know, you're using, uh, you know, sort of this intimate, uh, the, the the sort of special nature of audio and the way that you can suggest things in audio as a property of of the story. So so as mu- in as much as you can make a story you know visual in nature and, and use sort of uh, you know quick edits and sort of uh, language from film. It also feels to me that you're also using language that is audio specific, trying to you know showing like look this is what this is sort of the magic tricks you can pull off in audio um yeah yeah yeah. is that sort of occur naturally or do you do you set out to to sort of you know push the boundaries what what audio can do you know i think it's a little both um i um i studied music composition in college and i've always had a real strong interest in creating music and thinking about um you know how to use sound in a musical way and i was particularly interested in music concrete and which is you know using natural sounds um, in a musical context, recontextualizing them and speech. I love just the musicality of speech. You know, uh, apart from the meaning, I really lo- just love the sound of it, and um, and using that as a, a material and a sonic piece an ex- expression is really exciting to me. And so it's just I, I'm just really interested in thinking about what you can do with that and um, what it's what's going to sound cool. You know, um, I also I mean I also do you know really um, get excited. I mean, I try, I try to think, uh, I, I get excited by other things I hear in other, other work mm-hmm. or maybe things I might hear in a film or on television that are, sound cool. And I, I try to think of ways to, of, of using that in my own work too. So it, it, there's an active, 
it's not entirely intuitive, you know. It's like I'm I'm always trying to think of of new things to do in that way. Yeah, and do you have a sense like when a piece has been written, what the sound design and, and score will be like, or is that something that you're learning when you get into the post production? Well, I think I think of the writing process as actually occurring throughout the entire production process. Mm -hmm. So so it's not we don't really come up with a script and then execute it. We um, sort of come up with an a, a, an outline. We spend a lot of time outlining. And then, um, and then we get the actors involved and start um, developing what the dialogue is going to be. And then the final like writing stage is the editing and sound design. And so I, I really like there to, there to be that kind of feedback, that opportunity for mm -hmm. feedback between the different elements in the process. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I would almost say that's slightly more uh, public radio-ish in the, in the sense that, you know, a journalist goes out and collects tape and, you know, forges the story around tape in, in a way that someone coming into it with a literary theater background sees, okay, this is the dialogue, we record the dialogue, we're finished. So it seems like you have a slightly different philosophy, uh, yeah. I think, a lot of producers in that way. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time, um, you know, a good 10 or 15 years um, uh, producing documentaries for public radio. And so uh, when I started this project, you know, documentary making was something I felt really comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see if there were ways of applying the way that I made stories um, for documentaries uh, to fiction. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think working with improvisers and generating dialogue that way and then, um, you know, in, in certain ways, finding things in, in the editing process is very much related to how I was I was putting documentaries together. And um, I, I just I, I like also the opportunity for um, iterative writing, you know, where you try something out and see how it works and, and are actually working with a real kind of physical world thing, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the piece and, and have the opportunity to go back and, and shape it and maybe re-record portions of it and develop it that way. That's um, a big part of the process that um, that Radiolab uses to create their pieces. And I was working at Radiolab right before I started this project. And um, I was looking for ways of, of using that same sort of process with um, towards the goal of fiction. Yeah. And uh, I know you're probably not doing much radio documentary now, but do you feel that, uh, and I know, yeah, I know you are doing some teaching, so do you feel like the techniques you've learned doing the radio drama has the reverse effect where you're also, okay, I've taken some things from radio documentary that are helpful. Are there things that you've learned doing radio drama that uh, you might want to t teach or, or you know, encourage uh, documentarians to try out. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I haven't, like you said, I haven't had um, a, as much experience to go back to and do documentaries since I started doing this show. I've really been concentrated on it. But um, I think um, a, big, a big thing I've learned from, from doing fiction is uh, a sense of story structure and uh, where certain, what, what, what effect making certain turns in a story at certain points has on your experience of the whole and how, how, to, how to keep an interest uh, using those, those types of things and what to look for when I'm thinking about a story arc. So uh, that, that's definitely affected it. Um, fiction, I found, you know, it was, for me, when I started doing it, um, I felt like there was a lot I had to learn about how stories worked. I think it's a really different thing um, in a kind of um, a nuts and bolts kind of way. You know, it's the, what, what drives a story forward in fiction tends to be a little bit more metaphorical and also because you're making it up you're um you're kind of um creating the solution to a problem that you're creating at the same time <laughs> yeah. you know and so 
it's like a, a a snake eating its own tail or something. It feels like sometimes, you know, it's 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 uh it's easy to get lost in that. But um, that that's and, and so the challenges are are different, mm-hmm. you know. Interesting. Well, and and uh, so one thing that isn't uh, I just want to highlight uh, folks who are kind of interested in just sort of uh you, you know your advice and the things that you've learned along the way. You did a wonderful article for Transom. Uh, uh, public radio site transom.org about using music um, and one thing that is important is you say that sometimes the best musical choice is not to add any music at all and I, I know what you mean by that do you but do you want to talk about that you know why that might sure. you might seem counterintuitive but uh, you know why you know wh- yeah why, why well, think, or why not <laughs> why I think um, one point I was trying to make with that was to say that you know choosing to not add music is itself a musical choice so um, so it, it's you know, what, where you put music and where you don't uh, has a musical effect, you know. <laughs> um, I think that's a really a, a key thing to understand. Um, I, I mean, I've done pieces. Like, I did a, a documentary about abortion that was very musical. I mean, it, I, I wrote all the music for it. it. It did a lot of editing with the music, and a lot of the music was crafted to match the sequences. And we had a good um, maybe 10 or 11-minute section in the middle right in the middle of the piece where there was no music at all. And it was really a question of like, what does this tape really need? This tape doesn't need anything. You know, there's, mm. there's so much emotion in this tape. There's music would just cheapen it, you know? And so, uh, I think it's important to really op- stay open to that option. Right. In the same way that you say music, well, if you look at your whole piece as, as music in a sense, uh, and voices are in fact rhythm and color and tone and etc uh you know you, you so you you know a score is is maybe a, a, a type of of music as you know that that you make a choice to use where where you can also rely on just the voices to tell the story too sure yeah yeah i mean there's different modes of listening to sound and um i like to i like to um sometimes often when i'm working on a piece i like to think of the whole thing as music and the talking and and the sound effects they have a rhythm to them they have um they, they take up a certain part of this, the, the frequency spectrum, you know, and uh, thinking about those elements and the musical elements and all sound is, is helpful when composing some, uh, a documentary or a, or a fiction piece or, a, or, you know, a verbally told story. It's, um, it, 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 when I, when I start thinking like that, it pushes me to in different directions and I start thinking other ideas occur to me for how to use sound to tell the story. And it becomes, not a question of uh, not less sort of a linguistic exercise, but a, a sonic exercise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a very important place to to be. Right, and you, you're separating the left brain. What do the words mean from the right brain? What do the words evoke? Sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or or sound itself can have a meaning too. You know, like how something said. Like uh, you can you can say a certain. Like we did this. I, I remember I took an improv class once, and uh, I or I've taken a lot of improv classes, but in one of them, they, um, we did this exercise where we just had, had one word we can say the, the entire time, you know, and you go back and forth with the other performer and how you say that word is how you communicate, hmm. you know, and uh, it's, it's important to keep in mind that, um, you know, sound itself, how, how sounds occur in the environment has meaning to us. And it's really fun to explore what can be sound pure, or what, what can be expressed uh, purely with sound. Yeah, very fun. Well, and, and yeah, and, and I'm just looking at a couple of your two year recent pieces. I felt like interns. Uh, that was a great. Well, that was very you know again almost entirely dialogue driven, and the the pace and the 
the the you know the way the characters interacted was you know a good form of what the whole piece was um as well as the other uh voyager found which i want to talk about specifically because of its tie into the radiotopia network uh you know a lot of your pieces have kind of two characters who are sort of filling their way out through a situation another character sort of may come in and influence them but it start there's a lot of it that's sort of back and forth dialogue um and and again you do say that that's sort of a uh an an, an uh, innovative process you so you have you sort of know where this scene is going but you're working with the, the actors to help flesh out you know actually to improv that scene a, a few different ways a few different times to sort of try it in different directions is that how it goes yeah yeah I'm, I'm going for a certain kind of performance style I mean usually we for with every story we um, we outline it pretty rigorously it's not like they're just making stuff up you know uh, we know where it's going what needs to be accomplished at any given moment really and it's it's more that I'm interested in creating the sense that you're overhearing something that's really happening. I really kind of go mm-hmm. for that verite verite style right. of um, of performance. And so the, the the improv is really meant to be an element that gets us it makes it easier to get to that place. And uh, combining that with um, with editing with really rigorous editing. Um, I find it's, it's, I can get to the place where I, I really, the performances feel very naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it's just a kind of a, a, an aesthetic that I enjoy. And I, I feel like audio is particularly, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, I, I feel like the audio that I enjoy, um, has a real authenticity to it. Um, I, I, I find when it's something feels fake or performed too performed or like somebody's trying to sound real, but they really aren't. And I know that it pulls me out of the story. And I think that audio is more sensitive to it than film or television. Right. Because, you, yeah. You have to, that is yeah. all you've got of the story world. Yeah. And, and so, so all every, yeah, everything that you're, everything that's communicating sort of authenticity is, is coming through the voice or, or the sounds that are affecting the person's voice, like if they're chewing or, or, or moving their head or whatever. And, um, and so, um, since, because it's really all we had to work with, it's, it's, it's even more crucial that it sound that way. Well, so let's. I'm gonna. We got a few more minutes. I want to talk about uh, Radiotopia in general. So, so this task, uh, Voyager found, as I recall the way you told me, that is uh, part of a, of a sort of a. I don't know if a challenge or, or what you would call it, but that all the podcasts were going to release a show on a certain topic. Is is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we have we had this idea that um, it might be um, fun to have all the shows on the network do a piece that fit in with this topic. The, the topic we chose was the long shadow. Mm. Um, and, uh, and it would give us um, uh, a way to cop cross promote each mm-hmm. other's um, projects. And, uh, and it's something we're planning on doing again, probably in the fall. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, uh, it, w- it, it was just a, a fun experiment. It was something we thought we could do when we started the network. And, um, and it was sort of the first, our first, stab at trying to do that yeah and so in talking about the network so that's an interesting you know so it's not like you're you're just a sort of a promotional thing like you actually sounds like you're kind of in the trenches with each other and you you know i know you get some resources from the network and um you know in terms of uh you know both both grant kind of stuff as well as uh, advertising that sort of thing it also sounds like you are you also have a community in a sense you know both a community of listeners as well as community of producers 
uh, you know, working to try and, and, and do something a little different, you know, uh, nurturing these projects, which are outside of the, the box, uh, you know, in terms of, of what most mostly is being done in, in public radio, public media. Um, so I'd be curious, you know, you are, um, I know at least initially you start off with APM funding and now, you know, you're mostly a podcast. Occasionally you're on the air. Like, do you consider yourself like radio or like what, you know, does it matter? Like what do you, we're, you know, what, as someone who's sort of on this forefront of, of changing public media, you know, to what extent does, you know, the, 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 the listener, you know, the experience matter, whether someone hears you on, on radio or, or podcast and to, to what extent is radio important? And, you know, I, I would call you public media, but you're not say on the radio. So it's funny how the definitions uh, don't actually match the distribution format, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's in a place right now where I think it's changing a lot. Um, and um, I, I'm not, I mean, I, I, I think of podcasting as basically radio on demand. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the advantage to podcasting is that it's open to anyone. You know, it's very accessible to uh, put a podcast up. And when I was trying to launch the show, um, I had a very difficult time getting the sort of establishment <laughs> right. to, to, um, to be interested in helping me. And um, it, it got to a point where I just said, I will, I believe in this idea. I really want to do it. I don't, I, I, and the only thing, if the only thing stopping me is just this, you know, organization saying no, well, you know, I'm just going to podcast it because I know I can do that. I can just mm-hmm. put it out there and we'll see what happens. And, um, here I am, you know, two years later and we've got 75,000 listeners, you know, and, um, so there's, so there's clearly an appetite for it. Um, I think public radio, public media is, is evolving, um, I mean, this is, you know, a lot of things are happening right now. Um, I think distribution models are shifting more towards uh, producer-centric models. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also think that, um, you know, podcasting is accomplishing a lot of the same goals that public media set out to accomplish in its beginning. And public media now has become more of a stylistic thing mm-hmm. than, than a, a mission, you know. I mean, they still have mission a mission that they adhere to. But, um, but what we consider public media is more shaped by the types of, of, um, you know, stylistic choices that are made, um, on, on public radio. And so, um, it's, it'll be interesting to see where that, that ends up. Um, it feels like, like a lot's going to change, you know, in the next year and the next five years, it's a really sort of fertile time for new new growth opportunities, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a better time uh, to be a producer than a member station. I think I think, I think think that's a true statement. I, I mean, in terms of, you know, who knows? The funding models are changing all the time, and, and to do what you've done is, is hard, but it can be done, and, the you know, not everybody needs to, you know, to be artistically fulfilled to do it full-time. Plenty of people can just have fun, you know, releasing podcasts and, and have an audience of whatever, so... If you are into making stuff, I think I think it's good. <laughs> um, uh-huh. You know, yeah. e- even as the establishment tries to reshape, and then yes, if you have a very high overhead radio station, as uh, which we don't hear at WMPG, but you might if you're a bigger, uh, you know, statewide broadcasting system, you have to figure out you know what makes you different what you know when you put on your pledge drive, and then your audience goes and l- downloads your stuff on a podcast instead. Uh, 
what does that mean for you? You know, long term, um, if you're if you, if the only programming you have is the same that's on a podcast, that seems a, a slightly dangerous territory, I suppose. Um, you have to you have to be worth listening to for your own reasons too, I guess. Yeah, I, I should add that um, our show um, probably wouldn't have the audience it has if if we hadn't been on broadcast. Mm-hmm venues you know we were featured on this american life which gave us a, a big boost and so um it's very difficult without sort of a, a broadcasting component to build an audience right now so it's not like there's no you know it's not like the the, the broadcasting venues don't have a lot of power or most of the power mm-hmm. it's just i think i think it's shifting you know and as more people um, pick up on podcasting as it becomes more accessible and i, I mean i have always felt that uh, the the only thing the, the the real advantage that radio has over internet streaming and 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 podcasting is that radio is a super simple technology. All you have to do is turn it on, right. and everyone knows how to use it. And um, uh, it's like sort of making podcasting and internet that easy is mm-hmm. is, is the key. I think. Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, we're about at the end of the, our half hour, uh, Jonathan. Obviously, so it's the thetruthpodcast dot com. It used to be the Truth APM, but thetruthpodcast.com dot com is the right website yep, to go to. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then um, I assume if just typing the truth into Stitcher, iTunes, whatever, you'll you'll find your stuff. Yep. Um, great. It should so be there. Tons of tons of shows. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I've got to check out Chaotic Neutral, a game of Dungeons and Dun- Dragons thrown into chaos. Um, yeah. that's gotta be fun. Um, we're yeah. <laughs> with, with the, uh, the, uh, podcast version of the show, we'll put up biological clock as well as Voyager found even samples of some of, uh, Jonathan's re- recent work. Um, and then, uh, the intrepid radio adventure goes at it again. Um, Jonathan, thanks so much for uh, spending half an hour with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, it was really fun. All right. And that was Jonathan Mitchell. Jonathan Mitchell has his show, the truth podcast.com, uh, to hear more of his work, Google it. Uh, search search him as uh, articles on sound design and music if you want to learn more about the craft. Um, or he seems to be talking and, and visiting, traveling the world. He's in D- Dublin recently, and he does some workshops in, in uh, I think, even Massachusetts and New York and stuff. So if you also want to study with him, that's a possibility. Um, good resource is the Air List Association of Independence and Radio. It's mostly uh, freelance NPR people, but um, I find it worth my time. Um, so if you're really serious about this sort of thing, uh, get on that list and see about the interesting gigs happening out there. Um, and if you just want to listen to a radio drama, that's fine. We've got 300 plus hours at radiodramarevival.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash radiodramarevival. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at radiodrama or Stitcher, iTunes, search for radiodramarevival. Leave a review, tell your friends, uh, throw some money in the change chart, radiodramarevival.com. Whatever you can do to help keep this podcast going. Um, and we'll be back next week or sometime soon thereafter. All right, uh, Radio Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at 